0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفار الصلاة والسلام على عباده النبي مصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الدنيا dunya, could وإن الله Hobby فيها or كيف the law, must have he for whom he had for him, dunya in things that we see around us, in this world. Everything, there is something that has primary importance in it, there is some primary significance in it. There are certain things which are of a secondary nature. And a person who is doing something in dunya, he has to spend his wealth for something, he has to make some efforts for things, and he is always doing this for the primary benefits. The secondary things, secondary things come along. A cow, the primary thing in the cow is the milk that can give. That is something of primary importance. But the cow also, there's the dung of the cow which also has its benefits especially in poor areas and this is something that is actually collected dried and then used for fuel just on this note one incident that comes to mind Prophet Mufti Shafisa he says that once my ustad, he's referring to his ustad, mia Azhar Hussein Muhammadullah. He was a great alim muhaddith. He says once he came into the madrasa and we were seated, and he came and said that as I was coming now, I saw something really strange. I saw something that really was said, What did you see? It? He said oh, as I was coming through the, the rural area coming through the forest and the jungles and whatever else, so on one end there were these little children, two little girls, and they were fighting, so you see that from the distance I saw this fight, and they were going for one another, so you see that I quickly rushed, and I came and tried to separate them, two small little children, you see, but when I got there and I started separating them, then I realized what the fight was about. And what the fight was about was that they had now jointly collected this dung. Because animals would be brought into the jungles to graze. So now while animals are grazing, now all over the place would be this dung as well after they left from there. So now these children had jointly collected all this dung. And now when they finished jointly collected, now the time came to distribute it. What is yours? What is mine? No. In that distribution, the fight started. No. You see, when I initially realized that what is this fight over, I started laughing. Look at these children. What are they fighting over? This cow dung. You see, after I started laughing, meaning to myself, then suddenly the realization dawned upon me, that in comparison to the akhir, this whole dunya is like <laughs> allah And the day and night disputes and quarrels and fights that take place over dunya is no different like the fight of these children over this thowden. allah So in any case, this dunya this example that we are taking is that the milk is the primary thing and the dung also comes along. The person buys the cow. He doesn't buy for the dung. Because the dung comes along. It's a secondary thing. Nobody even factors that into the price. That like this cow, how much of dung will it give? He buys the cow for the milk, that is his primary focus. The dung comes along. And likewise, many, many things in dunya is something of primary importance. So a person focuses on that. The secondary things Comes along. So Allah Tabarak, wa ta'ala is saying to us as well, that look, what is this the realm, this abode of dunya, of this world, it is a very temporary place, which is a place where everything is temporary in it. <laughs> The things are temporary, the people in it are temporary, in terms of their existence in dunya. They are not going to remain in dunya forever. Though their journey will continue forever. But in dunya they are here for a temporary time. And the things of dunya are also temporary. No matter how deep something might be or how high it may be. In terms of what we can see, things around us. It's all going only perish. And this is the afterness. is the hereafter. Which is everlasting. The bounties of the hereafter also everlasting. And Allah forbid. Somebody ends up in Jahannam, then Jahannam is an everlasting place also.
1: Allahumma,
0: Allahumma. So like Lord, Allah says to us in the Quran, Shari, that, O oh, Insan, what is the problem with you? Baltuk Siruna Al Hayata Dunya Wallahi Ratu That the primary thing is that which going to last forever. That is where the focus should be. And the primary thing is akhirah. And dunya. What is meant for a person will come. So his focus is supposed to be towards the year after. Allah says, but what is the problem with Insan? You are giving preference hayat al dunya. You are giving preference to the worldly life. Whereas the year after, the bounties of gender, gender itself, that is better and everlasting. So, this is the challenge that will remain throughout our lives. On the one side, we will be pulled towards dunya. Dunya is something you can see in front of us. A person at the time of salah is in this kind of war. On the one side, Allah t'ala is saying to him, <inaudible> that
1: you
0: command your family members also to perform the salah, you also be punctual upon it. And part of this blessing of Salah would be that we grant you rizq via the Salah. <laughs> we grant you rizq. We are not asking you for any sustenance. So don't think that now you have to keep doing your things of dunya to feed us. We don't require anything. <laughs> we feed you. So now the Salah is a means of you gaining your rizq. So Allah is saying the Salah is now the means of your rizq. And a person with his eyes can see that what I am doing right now, my occupation, my job, my business, whatever I am involved in right now, and if I leave this and go, then I will get so much less. That's what his eyes can see. Allah is saying this is your turn of war now. Hmm. The salah is part of akhirat. It's something that is going to bring the akhirat, the bounty of Ahirat. And it will bring the bulk of dunya also. And, what your eyes can see, can only see dunya. Because the akhirat is hidden from our eyes. So this is the primary thing to develop this yaqeen. To develop this conviction in the hereafter. To develop this conviction that what is in store for us in Jannah, that is the thing to aspire for really. <coughs> and dunya in the place of necessity. A person has a necessity, he fulfills that necessity and moves on. The akhirat is the real thing. This is that lesson that we have been taught in numerous instances. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught in so many different ways the same lesson. To focus on that which has everlasting value. In fact, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all the time taught the ummah that which has value, which is real value. And where somebody started taking their attention towards the value of dunya, Nabi Sallallahu Make the reality known. After the battle of Kheber, the booty was now distributed and as would be the case, the person now receives something according to the distribution, somebody got something, somebody got something. So a person now receives something which he may not necessarily need, he doesn't have any use for it, somebody else got something which he has need for it, so the people start bartering, selling, would buy things, sell things, so that now whatever the person needs he got what he doesn't need he sold off so after this boxing and this buying and selling continued eventually everything was done Once Sahabi comes to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says everybody today was this because there was so much of booty that was distributed his people were involved in buying and selling so much and everybody was making a profit but nobody made a profit more than what profit I made today everybody was making something was the other but I surpassed everybody in the Prophet that I made. Now his attention came towards how much he earned in terms of dunya. No harm in it, but he earned in a halal way, without compromising deen in any way. Without compromising the letter and the spirit of deen. One is, that a person is trying to just keep as to the book. But the spirit of deen is being compromised. For example, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, Rahim Allahu Rajulam Sahlan. Ida ba'a, wa Ida ʿshtara, wa Ida qtaba. May Allah Ta'ala shower down His mercy. Nabi Sallallahu is making dua. May Allah Ta'ala shower down His mercy on a person who's easygoing. When he's buying, when he's selling. When he is asking for payment, it's easy. He's not somebody that is now driving a hard bargain and squeezing the seller out uh, for every last bit. Or the person is really trying to squeeze the last bit out of the buyer. Whatever the way, he is easy. He is benefiting in some way, he is giving benefit of the other also. It's not that he wants to take everything for himself. And even in his dealings, the Nabi's class will say, Allah Taala showers down his rahmat, Be Allah show his rahmat upon such a person. And this is the spirit of being in dealings. So this is the spirit. Likewise, in so many other aspects, in terms of the honesty, the way a person deals, the, per- the manner in how he conducts himself, all this is also very, very important for a Muslim. So, in any case, this person said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi that this is how much I earn, more than everybody else. So, his attention turned towards how much he earned in dunya. Immediately, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to him, Should I tell you something greater than that? He says, Please, what is greater than this? I earn 300 yards of silver, which is a big amount. So, he says, Two rakats after the first. This is greater than all this. Hmm. Hmm. Allah. Two rakats. Two rakats after the first salah, like in the case of now Zuhar, in the case of Mawrin, in the case of Isha, person now performs the two rakats after the first. This is greater than all this profit and all the prophets that anybody can make. Nabi okay. so is turning the attention away from dunya to akhirah. He didn't say haram to do this. He didn't say don't do it. But the focus is akhirah. So on the one hand, this person comes after Khaibar, and he talks about how much he earned in terms of wealth, The Beast starts to pay no attention to it. He turns his attention to something else. But at the same time, in this expedition of Khaibar, the beast starts to talk on a very big lesson of what is value. In dunya also, what is a real value? What is a real value is the internal things. The whole focus is on the external things. And the whole focus is on material things. Nabi's classroom taught us the real thing is what is internal. What we call values, which unfortunately in is becoming devoid of values. The only monetary things have value now for us. Mm. In this Battle of Kheber, Nabi's classroom surrounded the Jews, they went away to their fort. They now are uh, sitting in there waiting. And time is passing, was one shepherd. And simple person, shepherd is a slave, and he was grazing sheep, one of the slaves of the Yahud. So he thought there's so much of times of hearing about this person, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mm. After all, let me go and times and see what is he all about. What does he talk? What does he say? What does he invite to us? So he but now with his flock of sheep, he came out somehow from the fort because now that was his duty to go graze the sheep so he would come out in some direction to the jungles so nobody would bother about him coming out so he had this whole flock of sheep with him and he somehow made his way round about and came to the place where Nabi's classroom was camped so he asked somebody that where is this personality, where is this person Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa you see that tent, that tent of, made of skin so he says, that tent, the person who I have come to see, who is that great personality you talk about in this simple tent. No. So, yes, he in that tent. In any case, he comes, he sees Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he meets him, and he asks him that what to invite towards. So, Nabi Sallallahu to explain to him about Tawheed, about the fundamentals of Deen. So he then said that if I accept this, then what? if you accept this, you will become our brother. And we will embrace you. Mm. So he said, embrace me? I, shepherd, person walking around in the sun all the time, perspiring, this odor is coming out of my body, wearing this torn and tattered clothes, and you embrace me? He said, yes, we will embrace you. And why would you embrace me? Because Allah Ta'ala doesn't look at the outer part of a person. Hmm. In terms of what is the value of the clothing that is wearing, or whether he's somebody of what color, or the external things, Allah Ta'ala looks at the reality of things. What is the heart? What iman is there? And how much is a person in conformance to the command of Allah Ta'ala? What level of taqwa he has? This is what Allah Ta'ala so when you have accepted Iman, that is what Allah t.a.w. does. So in any case, he says, only, that is the case, just to summarize this incident, he says, Allah wa He accepts Iman. Now that he accepts Iman, he, he says, what do I do? What is the first thing do I do now? So the priest awesome says to him, you see the first thing you do. Now can you imagine the scene. He has come out of the fort of the Yahuds, of the Jews. And they are presently at war with Nabi. They are thirsty for his blood. And in the call of this war, if any party gets their hands onto the property of the other, that will become spoils of war. That will become booty which is going to be distributed. But in all of this, Nabi first thirsty to him. He doesn't tell him anything else. He doesn't tell him now you start off this ibadat or, <coughs> or this or that or this wazifa or that amal the first thing you see this this sheep that you have, this you have brought it out as amanat. Because you are under this as a pact with your master, they're going to look after this. So this is amanat. Now first the first thing you do now is you go and return these sheep or these goats, whatever it was, back into the fold. So you see, but you are at war with them. And they are thirsty for your blood. He says, Yes, but this is a yes. First thing you do is you go and return to the manat. So, now in this situation of war, in the midst of battle, and this person has come now to accept Islam, Nabi Islam, he tells him, This belongs to your master, you go and return it. So, he somehow goes back and gets these sheep back into the fort. And then he comes again, and he says, Now what do I do? He says, Well, now. Right now is not the time of Salah, so that any Salah is compulsory on you to be yet. Neither is it any other obligation of deen that has come upon you right now. So now this is the Ibadah that we are engaged in, fighting for the cause of Allah. Adana. So this is what you join in now. He joined in and became Shaheed. Eventually, Nuni's thousand passed by after the battle was over and he recognized him. He said, I can see him walking in the highest stages of Jannah al But the lesson that was taught to the Uh that even in this context, in this situation, in the midst of war, and something belonging to those who are thirsty for his blood, but because it was amanat, takes amanat back. Uh
1: These
0: are values: this honesty, this upholding the trust, fulfilling the trust, person fulfilling his obligations fulfilling whatever responsibility on him monetary responsibilities, social responsibilities, whatever responsibilities these are lessons that we have been taught and unfortunately the focus towards material has become so great that for that material anything can be sacrificed in zero anything can be sacrificed because value has become material so everything else is secondary the secondary thing has become primary. And the primary thing has become secondary. Whereas we find that the Sallallahu Alaihi taught us these values. And even the Sahaba al-Kiram lived by these values. It lived by these values. The Sallallahu Alaihi taught us values that what is material things, but what is more greater than that? The life, the wealth, and the honor of every Muslim. The days of Hajj with us, and in the khutbah of Hajjatul Wada' the entire khutbah is filled with this message. The message of the rights of insan, the sanctity of the life, the wealth, and the honor of Muslims. Inna a'malakum, <laughs> inna amwalakum wa a'radakum. The Rabi says, Your lives, your wealth, your honor, haramun alaykum. <laughs> It's totally sacred from one another. Like the sanctity of this day. The 10th of Surajjah. Fi yodikum Fi baladikum Kumhada, Fi shahalikum Kumhada, More sanctified than this Mubarak place. Mm-hmm. Once Nabi Salaam was making tawaf. And I said, Amr radiallahu ta'ala mazudhim. Nabi Salaam addresses the Kaaba Sharif. Nabi Salaam says to the Kaaba Sharif, O oh Kaaba, how sanctified are you? What a sacred thing you are. Allah Ta'ala has put such great blessings and honor in you. And then Nabi turned Allah and he asked him, you know what is more sanctified than the Kaaba Sharif also? You know what has more sanctity than the Kaaba Sharif? He said what? He said the life, the wealth and the honor of every Muslim. And halving the honor of the Muslim is a greater than demolishing the Kaaba Sharif these are values that are resolved that to uphold the honor of every Muslim whereas let alone somebody who is far away, somebody who is a stranger in some sense, and something some issue happened with the person even our close and near and dear ones also don't get saved from the way our tongues work and the kind of accusations that we just made and whatever else will be done person sometimes in the fit of anger will accuse his wife of the worst things the wife will accuse the husband of the worst things people will accuse their own parents accuse their own parents of Allah for good what not now can we imagine in the light of these ahadiths what a type of sin this is the whole issue is that we've lost values, values have gone Hazrat Umar he is the minimum, and at that time they Muqaddas was conquered. So the people who were living there, the Jews etc., they were now paying jizya. They were paying a tax, and in lieu of that tax, they were given the full protection that the Muslims were given. In so any case, some time went and there was a need now that the army that was stationed in Beitul al-Muqaddas the soldiers had to be, they had to be moved somewhere else there was an urgent need to send them elsewhere Umar ﷺ, he said to the Sahaba, but we have collected this jizya from these people we have collected this tax in lieu of protecting their lives and protecting their wealth but now if we move the army out, we are not going to be able to fulfill this this responsibility so how do you know full fully, the army is away from there so he gathered all the people had them gathered and sent the message to them that look we have collected this jizya from you now who is talking to, his own subjects who are Yahoo's, who are Jews? I think we collected this jizya from you but this jizya and tax was collected so that we will grant you the full protection that we give the Muslims but now we need to move the army elsewhere as a result we cannot uphold this, so therefore your jizya is being returned to you. Mm. The jizya that was collected from you is being returned to you, because if we keep the jizya and we can't fulfill our father's obligation, then this is khianat. This is now going against the dictates of this amanat, mm. this is the deception, so therefore he is returning the jizya to the Jews, giving back to them. But these are values. And these were the values that brought the greatness of Imam and Islam in the hearts of people. And brought them talking into being. Even with enemies, how people are Let alone with enemies, we can't deal with even our friends. With our near and dear ones, we cannot deal with justice. We cannot deal with compassion and kindness. We cannot deal with overlooking. Because everything has come towards what is the external things. person has so much of focus towards external strength. person now for example is exercising, somebody is bodybuilding, somebody is jogging and somebody is doing what not so that the physical strength is maintained at a very high level peak fitness. So no harm in being <laughs> exercising, in fact it's important that a person should look after his health. It's a very important thing. But again, compared to the spiritual health that is secondary it is important in itself and a person who is doing it with the right intention is everyone also within the levels obviously but somebody puts his whole focus on that external health here also Nabi Sassam taught us what is the reality, what is primary, what is secondary Nabi Sassam says, بَيْسَ a truly strong person is not somebody who can wrestle the next person down. Now like He has all the muscle and the strength, and he has that power, and he can wrestle anybody down. Fine, he can do that, but that is not real strength, that is secondary strength. Mm. That is not primary strength. إِنَّمَا mm. ladi a real strong person is the person who can control his anger. Mm. That is a strong person. Right. Person who can control his anger, now is the primary strength. he got the real strength, he got the bulk. So now here again the focus is being turned towards what is real? What is your primary importance? The secondary thing is not being forbidden. The secondary thing is not being told that this is not to be engaged in. But they are lovers for it, and besides being lovers for it, that is not the primary thing. And a person does not sacrifice, what is of primary importance for the secondary things. So here also let me start some turn our attention to what is of real value. <coughs> the real value is the internal things. Being able to control anger, that is strength, that is something of value, and now that is something to measure once I gone. How much of this strength do I possess? Can I control my anger? Or whatever comes, any emotion, I just have to now invent it. If I just have to vent it, that is something which I don't have that strength, I need to now build that strength. I need to work on that. This is the bodybuilding of the, of the spiritual body okay. <coughs> that I need to work on. Oh
1: no.
0: So this is the focus that we should be now having in terms of our life in dunya, that we are focusing towards the akhirat. <laughs> And this ayat Allah says, <laughs> this is meant to take our attention in the same direction. If you are giving preference to the dunya, the real place is the place of Akhirat This is where the focus should be. So these are the lessons that we learn from the lives of Rasulullah from the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the lives of the Sahaba Quran, just to finish up on one incident, also giving us the same message of what is value upholding Amanat this honesty, this truthfulness, this justice and all this relates to again besides this honesty and loyalty etc with Allah dala, which is obviously the greatest thing but together with that this honesty and uprightness etc with Insan with the sons of Allah dhala Hukukullah shall be fulfilled, Hukukul Ibad and the rights of these servants of Allah have also been fulfilled it is his time of Khilafat yeah. and he is at war with the Romans and then they signed a treaty peace treaty, the peace treaty was fixed for up to a certain date That this treaty will expire for example on the first of Muharram certain year so that was now a treaty. So till that time does not come, it's now incumbent on both parties not to wage war with anybody, with each other, or to do anything hostile. So any case, time went on. And it was now approaching the date of the expiry, the expiry date of this treaty. So now if it was, for example, first of Muharram, so now it is the last week of Zul-Hijjah, so Ali Al he gave the order to his armies that gathered towards the border of the Islamic State. on the border, close to the border, but obviously within the Muslim territory. So the armies all came and gathered in that area. And then just the time when the treaty expired, because everybody was right at the border. So immediately he gave the order that now advance. So the time is required, and now they advanced and very quickly they swept through a vast area of the Romans, very vast area they just swept through, because these people were caught unawares, And now they are fully advancing and they even deeper into the territory and they are capturing place after place, as this army is advancing. Behind them, suddenly in the distance, they can see somebody riding at a high speed and coming on his horse, and he's shouting something. Then, as he comes closer, they can hear him saying, "Wafaun, wafaun, that you must be fulfilling your treaties. Don't ever cause anything. Don't do anything in deception. Don't do anything against the treaty. So, in any case, the Mahayana says, "Wait, who's this person? What is he coming for? And what is he saying?" As he comes closer, he's a Sahabi of the means, <laughs> he comes, he says, Wafa'ullah ghadrun. That we should not do anything against the treaty. This is deception. But the Mu'ali says to him, What did we do against the treaty? The treaty was fixed, the time was fixed, and until that time we didn't go one inch into the enemy territory. We remained well within our territory. After the time expired, now it's open, there's no treaty anymore, so we only advance thereafter, after what we wrong? So he then goes to the hadith of Nabi Wasallam. the cuts of the hadith is, that it is a treaty between two, two parties, and don't do anything even against the spirit of that treaty, until you have either dissolved the treaty mutually, or if it was a fixed thing it is expired. Now you gathered the army. The movement had already started taking place before the treaty expired. Though it was in Muslim lands, mm. but it was already preparation for war, though the treaty had not expired. So that was against the spirit of this. No. So therefore, this is wrong. Ma'iyah is the Amir of the time, and now he's captured this vast amount of land and now this is coming in front of him, that you've done something against the spirits of that treaty so what does he do? he gives the order to the entire army to retreat oh no. and go right back into the Muslim territory again and he empties the entire area which was captured already which they have already in their control on what basis? on the basis of the values that Nabi talks this is the real thing, the land all this wealth that will come with it whatever, is all secondary it's all the common the thing to stand up for the thing to sacrifice for, the thing to look for, the things to die for are values, imani values the values that Nabi talks, the values of iman the values of generosity the values of honesty the values of justice and all these values that the Quran Sharif has taught us, that the East of has taught us, these are the things of real value. And this is what the Sahaba understood value. So for them to give up all this vast land was nothing because this had no value compared to that. That was real value. This was the Khawdan compared to that. So this is the things that we have to focus on. And the real thing is our tariffs. And dunya is secondary. Dunya is to the extent of necessity. Dunya is not our object of life Our object is Akhirat And that we will have to work for That is what we will sacrifice dunya for We will sacrifice dunya to attain Akhirat <laughs> Unfortunately when dunya will become the focus A person will sacrifice Akhirat for the sake of dunya oh. But dunya must finish off Dunya will end And when dunya ends Then it's too late now Then the person has got no chance oh. Allah ta'ala that. That time suddenly comes away and now a person is gone now there is no chance to do anything there is no chance to make any amal for the there is no chance to now even rectify anything that that we did in the wrong way there is no chance to even delete anything and imagine if a person now had somehow some type of notice that in one hour's time birth is coming he comes and gives the notice himself one hour's time I am going to be around I am taking you along there's so many things will cross the mind among the things that will cross the mind is what, what a person might want to delete might want to delete on his phone maybe might want to delete somewhere else because eventually somebody else is going to open them a person passes away, he's not going to be around and he's gone all these things are going to be in somebody else's hands and anything can be locked can be opened also it's a bigger lock get a bigger, bigger angle anger branded open it everything that is locked will somehow open so somebody else is going to see it someday maybe his wife will see it maybe his parents will see it mm-hmm. so now his mother of the that to suddenly give one notification some notice that I am coming one hour time so if a person now would be hoping and let me quickly get back home and delete certain things so can he still take the chance we will have it in the first place can even take the chance of even hoping such things and looking at it in the first place because what is at that time Malakul Moh comes away Malakul Moh comes to on his appointed time and Allah forbid the person is in a condition of sun in a place of sun that is where he'll go so now these are things to focus on that the akhirat is the real place this dunya is a passing phase we have to make the akhirah. Mad dunya madra'at al akhirah. dunya is the planting field of the Akhirat person plants flowers here he'll get the fragrance in the Akhirat mm-hmm. he'll get the fragrance in dunya also the Barakat that will come the person plants weeds here he'll get scraps in dunya also and those weeds will have found him in the Akhirat as well Allah Taala save us and protect us Amen. so this is what we have to work on these are the things that we have to make an effort on and for that all the work of Deen, the work of Dawah and Tabligh to become part and parcel of that the daily amal that take place in the Masjid, the Talim, the Gash, the various other amal that take place, the work of Islam and Tazgiyah that takes place, to become part and parcel of these things, to start devoting more time for what is primary, and to start making more amal, bringing amal alive in our homes, bringing amal alive within ourselves, this will make our life in dunya also meaningful, and it will earn us the everlasting bounties of the hereafter. Allah Ta'ala give us the profit. Allah Ta'ala keep us with demand, take us with demand, and raise us on the day of wa ta'ala and alhamdulillah wa ta'ala. la ilaha illallah 100 times hadith is mentioned that the person who recites la ilaha illallah 100 times daily Allah will cause his face to shine on the 14th moon of the day of Tiyamah this means is inshallah with the barakat of the daily recitation Allah will grant him the topic of doing righteous actions and the topic of staying away from sin and as a result he will get this great honor of the day of Tiyamah
1: لا إله إلا الله
0: محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرة يا رب صل وسلم لا إيمانا أبدا على حبيبك خير خلق كلهم. The most important
1: in the law, I
0: اللہ <سؤال> کی دین ہے نینے سامنے کنا اب تو رہے بس تاج میں آخری پھر دین کبائیں میرے اِنا لا الہ الا law. عليه أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو آل ربنا ولونا أنفسنا ولونا أنفسنا ولونا أنفسنا وإن لم لن تغفر لنا وترحلنا بمتؤولنا من العافلين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العائس الأكرم اللهم ان نسلك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذررنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا تغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخفينا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخفي المعاد اللهم صبّتنا على الإيمان وأمتنى على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا قلب القلوب صبّت قلوبنا على الإيمان يوم صلب القلوب سلق قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الدماء حبب إلينا الدماء وزيّه في قلوبنا وكذّه إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسر وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكّها أن تخير من زكّها أن توليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي أحسنها إلا أن وصف عن سيئة لا aha, aha, أو merciful, most kind, most gracious, most loving Allah. In most truthful, Allah. have to Allah. Allah. <تصفيق> you are the most forgiving Allah. You are the most merciful Allah. Allah, you love forgiving Allah. Ya Allah, I mean, forgiveness is for sinners. ya Allah Ya Allah we are your sins, ya Allah We are the most forgiving, ya Allah Ya Allah show down him a Damn, ya Allah Show down upon us ya Allah Allah the Alamin forgive all the wicked and my sins, ya Allah Ya forgive the sins of the day and night, ya Allah Forgive what we did deliberately and a mistake, ya Allah Allah forgive all families, ya Allah Forgive all friends and relatives, ya Allah Forgive the entire Umat of the Rasool Allah's S.A.W <laughs> Ya show ya one of the Rahmat of Show ya Rahmat of the Ummat, ya Allah <laughs> remove the suffering of the Ya Allah. remove the suffering of the woman of the Allah. remove the suffering of the Ya Allah. of the Ya Allah. remove the of Ya Allah. Allah Ya Allah. is not decree Ya Allah wipe of the face of Allah. Allah. the oppression Ya Allah. Allah. without shelters, give them shelters Allah. Ya batran da amfiyar ko wannan and the grand arcade to all the Allah. And the grand to all the Allah. In all the Allah, you grant us the Allah, the Allah, the Allah, the Allah, Allah, the Allah, the Allah, the صلى الله عليه وسلم. الله طلوا حافظ بالله في السنة دي حلق. الله. الله طلوا حافظ بالله في مي الحياة برسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. إله الله على ببرانس التوفيق والقبول يعني في السنة الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Ya Allah, grant us the topic of performing our five-time salah with Jabbar, Ya Allah. Grant us to and put on our Allah. Grant us the topic of such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to recite the Quran Shaykh daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to speak the for you daily, Ya Allah. Give us the pleasure of Tibbat, Ya Allah. And make sin detested to Ya Allah. And let us hate sin like we hate Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we put love, the love of Tibbat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the love of Quran Shaykh in our hearts, Ya Allah. And let us make Salah the coolness of our eyes, Ya Allah. Allah Allah will give us of dua ya Allah save us from all the evils and vices, ya Allah save all families ya Allah save all children ya Allah save all ya Allah 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 be save ourselves ya Allah that we're totally defecting from your ya Allah we're totally from your protection ya Allah that we leave us to ourselves to the blink of an eye ya Allah Allahumma la <laughs> ila anfusina torfada'in fa'in gadayhim taqinna ila anfusina taqinna ila ta'afi'u you are the people of Kafiya. You know, you guide us, Yama. You guide us, Yama. You the life, the the life, the world, the of every Muslim and and الحمد للرسول الله. قال ليك صن كامل يا 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 في الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم all those are secretive, shikha-e-kamele, aafi-la, mustamira. You move every trace of the ilmah, ya Allah. Allah Allah, you do that. Financial difficulty, remove the difficulty, the alafi, ya Allah. Allah can't work on each one's risk, ya Allah. But I don't have jobs, ya Allah. You can put jobs, ya Allah. If all halal and sayyid risk, ya Allah. Allah Allah, whatever worries, depression, anxiety anybody has, ya you remove it, with alafi, ya Allah. Allah, you have the hearts of spouses, ya Allah. You have the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. You have the hearts of brothers, إن سختة الله من التحاطة فرمي من تسي الله إلا التحاطة بهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم I love raise their hands to this dua. I love each one's heart, You know each one's needs, Yama. Fulfill each one's needs of the each one's highest aspirations, Yama. Fulfill each one's difficulties and hardships, Yama. I all those who ask us to make dua for them. I give them the best of dunya and the best of after, Yama. You know all their difficulties and hardships, Yama. Give them complete Give them in din and dunya, Allah for the Allah, also asking for the Allah. you, Muhammad, Ali, ربنا تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل جنات إنك أنت تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل جنات تقبل
1: جنات تقبل جنات